0: of the best values that you can instill in your child to, to lead to their long-term success is a great work ethic. And I think back to my dad helping me, my first job uh, was shining shoes at a barber shop. I was about 12. Mm-hmm. And then I, I worked a paper route and I did lawn maintenance stuff. And I got a, a job at a bike shop and it just kept spinning. And I haven't been unemployed since then. And I mm-hmm. think my dad and mom did a really good job of helping me see the value of work. I've tried to pass that along, and I'm happy to say most of my kids have a really strong work ethic. They all do, actually, um, to differing degrees. (laughs) I'm John Fuller. That's Dr. Danny Huerta across the table, and he leads our parenting team. Danny, in your leadership role, uh, how have you learned that it really is beneficial when uh, you've got a team full of uh, people with a good work ethic?
1: Yeah, it helps us be effective and efficient, but most importantly, it creates trust between us. That if you've committed to doing something, I know you're going to actually get it done. And that's part of our interview process. We look into the work ethic mm-hmm. of the person and, man, it really does help things function well.
0: I've tried to encourage one of my kids who has a great work ethic, just hasn't been able to keep jobs, so cycling through jobs, I've said, you might want to work on less interviews and just keeping the job for a while. That that says something to future mm-hmm. employers. Well, we're going to hear from the heart of Kay Wyman now. She shares very candidly about a season in which she got frustrated as a mom. Things weren't getting done around the house, and she had a rather dramatic response. Here's Kay with Jim Daly. Your background, you're coming from a different perspective because you were raised in a home I where will, yeah. y- you didn't Are have you to do tell a lot of work. I think I it's was important because it sounds <laughs> like you had it right, right from the beginning, but that's not your story. You learned the hard way.
2: Well, so I, I was raised in a home. We, it was a different age. It really was a tiny bit different age where uh, you had schools even that – that uh, we're allowed to let kids fail. The, the education system these days doesn't allow failure. Even in Texas, until you're in seventh grade, you don't get a zero. You get a 50.
0: But doing work in your home.
2: Right. And so my dad, I grew up in a, in a home that was comfortable. All right. I, I really can't remember a day where, where we didn't have a lovely meal. Um, we. I'm just going to say it. My first car might have had three letters that were German. (laughs) And so I was not hurting. Now, that said, my father instilled in us a good work ethic. Hmm. We were, you know, Saturday mornings were chore days. Uh, If you went to school, if you didn't produce your best, it was to go to do your best. You you know, you don't schleff. We do hard work. Uh, you don't quit. Oh my goodness. He never let us quit. I'll never forget being on a tennis court, literally sick. And he wouldn't, he was like, you will finish that match. You can retire after, but you will finish what you start. And so that was groomed in to us. And yes, we were very comfortable. Um, I married a missionary kid whose upbringing was very different than mine. I might have been going to Neiman's getting my clothes and he was getting it out of the mission box. And so you bring, these two worlds together and it's very but at the core we both had families that were hard work you're honest you're you know the morals that come behind this great thing to instill in our children that your effort is worth something and by the way you have something to offer and that's the most exciting part Mm. about it
0: well let's talk about the 12-month experiment okay i mean what led to it and then how did you figure out let's give this a go (laughs) Yeah, a, a I mean, what caused mother? you to? <laughs> yeah, what caused you to think about it? I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that—the yeah, toilets ever, or the bathroom cleaning or yeah, what was it? Don't ever
2: make mom mad or things, <laughs> things. Things change. <happen. laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they wish they could go back to the fateful day where I was so angry. Well, tell us about uh, it. Well, it might have involved a trip in the car where we were the uh, meat in a luxury car sandwich where there was a Porsche on our right and a Lexus on our left and a Maserati in front of us and a 14-year-old might have said out loud which one of those cars would I look good in at 16 and I swallowed the vomit in my throat going, that didn't come out of your mouth And, and thinking, cars won't make you who you are and I went home from that so disappointed after you know that it would be the stuff that they think they have to have that that they would get that at 16 who drives a car like that at 16 Or that you would think you could. And my sister-in-law had had a similar, you know, because you have to call your sister-in-law or your friend, your sister friend, and say, you're not going to believe what happened today. Same kind of thing was happening in her house. I came home, and every dish was out, every, you know, article of clothing. It was like a trail through the mountain. I could have told you exactly where my daughter walked that day, as if she had led breadcrumbs, but they were discarded articles of clothing on the floor. (laughs) And... And I was frustrated and I had a moment thinking, this, something's not right. I did teach them how to make their beds. So I taught them all that stuff when they were young. I guess it just got hard that, to stay on top of it. So they
0: stopped doing it at some point.
2: At some point, absolutely. And I had, the moment that I had that really changed it all was the idea that they were looking to me to do it for them. Uh-huh. And, and then I was like, they're looking to the state to serve them, this really was my thought process. <laughs> right. And then I was going, wow. That's socialism, and I was like, "Oh, I'm grooming socialism in my house, and I don't even believe in that." And that was enough because I was like, "It never works when you look to the state to serve you. The person is lost in that, and I don't want that." And so in my mind, I started going around the house. Well, do they really know what goes on in the kitchen? I don't think so, but they're gonna learn. Huh. Do they really know how those plants grow outside? Nope. Do they they, they know that their clothes are washed? and that they appear in their drawer. But do they know how that works? No, not so much. You know, and and, and do they know that a bathroom involves cleaning with products? You know, <laughs> that cleaning a bathroom isn't just picking your stuff off the floor. and And as I went through that, I started to sit there and go, They, when they come out of my house, it, they have enough hard stuff facing them. Why would I add something else to the mix? You know, a volume of noise that there are things that they don't know how to do or that they can't do. Mm. And that was enough for me to go, uh, that's over. And so I started. I started small in their rooms, picking up the clutter and moved to the kitchen.
0: Well, Kay was certainly honest about how she uh, used what was frustrating to really implement some change. And Danny, for parents who might identify with the emotion but don't see how they can possibly do (laughs) some of that change, what's the first step to, um, to helping our kids learn the value of work?
1: I think from an early age, you really want to help them understand the why behind work, that we were created to work. That was from the beginning. That's a a
0: big why that a lot of people don't address.
1: Right. And uh, we get to serve and love others through our work. That's Mm -hmm. one way to show people love. One way is to hug them. One way is to compliment them. One way is through our work, through the talents and gifts that God has given us and the responsibilities. And maybe you start small. I remember with my son, uh, as he was learning about work and, and serving in our home with chores and responsibilities as he was growing older, he really wanted to mow. He said, Dad, when do I get to mow? I said, well, why don't you come alongside of me? We're going to do this together. And he said, man, this takes a long time. He got bored after a while. And then uh, he did ask, when can I do it myself? I said, as you show me that you're responsible with the pieces we're trusting you with, then I want to be able to do that, and I want to pay you for it. And let's see how long it takes. It took him a long time, and he got a small payment. But then he started to learn the value of money. And it was an extra job above the the chores that he had. So he showed responsibility. Then I could hire him for a job. Mm -hmm. Then gave him some little bit of money so he could understand when I buy this, it took me an hour to get this money. Do I really want to buy that? And it was great. It it led to great conversations between my son and I on the value of money and work and how we can serve one another. Yeah.
0: Well, there's a lot here. And uh, certainly we would recommend Kay Wyma's book, which has her story and much more practical advice. It's called Cleaning House, A Mom's 12-Month Experiment to Rid Her Home of Youth Entitlement. And we've got that book on our website. Uh, The link is in the show notes. Uh, When you request the book, please make a monthly pledge of any amount and uh, support the work of Focus on the Family. And John, we've developed
1: a free download for parents, and it's avoiding the chore wars. (laughs) And we know many parents have
0: those. So, uh, that's a great resource for parents to also Excellent. have. Excellent. Yeah, we'll link over to that free download. and uh, It's called Avoiding the Chore Wars. I know it's going to benefit you, especially if you're having those kind of conflicts over household chores. Well, next time, Allison Botke joins us to share how to find godly friends who will support you when you have a struggling adult child. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.